Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. That is God's plan for your life, not that you be defeated. You'll see people confused about this, even Christians that are experiencing failure after failure, defeat after defeat, and they'll come back and say, well, you know, we just don't understand God's mysterious ways. It must, God must have had some, some purpose in it. No, no, dear one, not everything is of God. Not every happening is of God. There's all kind of things going on on this planet that's not God. It's not God's will. It's not God's plan. He's not in it. He's not involved with it anywhere. That's, that's what godless means, or ungodly. There's no God in it. It's without God. But when you add God to your situation, when you receive Him and let Him do what He wants to do, those defeats turn into victories. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That being overwhelmed turns into being an overcomer. Said out loud, class, I'm born of God. I'm born of God. And that makes me, that makes me an, overcomer. an overcomer. And this is the victory, this is the victory. that overcomes, the whole, world. That overcomes the, whole world. the whole world, even my faith. Hallelujah. Now that's a direct quote from the scriptures, and they are true. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. We've saved you a seat right here in the front so I can get real close. Make sure you're getting it. Um, turn everything else off. Don't people say, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm a real good multitasker. Nobody can do multiple things at the same time. You say, well, I can. No, you can't. Nobody can. You can bounce quickly from one thing to another, but when you bounce from here to here, you're missing something over here that you're not even aware of. Well, maybe some things it's okay to do that with, not with God. You want to give Him your full, undivided attention. Amen. So turn off all the devices and push everything back a few minutes. This only lasts a few minutes, the class. So uh, give God your full attention and you'll get answers. You will get help. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, asking you for the utterance that only comes out of your mouth, only by your Spirit. Words of life, words that quicken, words that heal and deliver and restore and enlighten. We ask for such words. We ask for these words, for manna from heaven, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
If you would uh, look, please, in Hebrews, the third chapter, to Scripture we've been looking at for some time now in a series that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. Uh, learning what it is and learning how to overcome it. And if this is your first time joining us, we're deep into this series. We've had many classes that precede this on this subject. Go to faithschool.org on the website, and it'll take you to this series. Uh, there's a bunch of series there. There's uh, hundreds of messages on faith. And you can start at the front of this series and get caught up. And uh, I know it'll help you because we're building on that today. In Hebrews 3 and 7, he said, Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. Now, he says that again about them hardening their, uh, themselves in verse 13 and verse 15. He says it again, Today, if you'll hear his voice, Harden not your hearts. He keeps using that phrase. Why? Well, in verse 12, he said, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. He's saying that we need to be on the watch. We need to be aware, forewarned, about what happened to them, lest it happen to us. Uh, is it happening today that people are becoming hardened, hardened against God and against the things of God? Every generation has been like this. Um, Jesus is the truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. It is impossible for God to lie. Well, he, he only deals in truth. God has never been a partner to any kind of a lie or a falsehood or deceiving someone. Never. Never has, never will be. That's one of the ways you can tell what's God and what's not God. Anybody saying, well, you know, I, I love you too much to tell you the truth. That's not God. <laughs> or, you know, I just didn't want to hurt you. Uh, so it was just a little lie or it was this. No, none of that can be right or can be God because in God, he's all light and there's no darkness at all. He's all truth and there is no uh, deception in him. He, he refers to Satan as the father of lies. So God didn't create lying. He didn't create deception. The devil did. The devil fathered it. That's where it came from. And so you don't want to be a partner to any of that. But uh, the truth is not always flattering to you or to me. Personally, uh, there are numerous times when we see the truth, and the truth is we've been a dummy. The truth is we've been, we, we didn't listen. We were stubborn. We, we uh, really, you know, uh, went the wrong way on something. We missed it. We sinned. We made a mistake. 
Well, when you see that, you got a choice now. What do I do? I see it. That's the truth. That's reality. You'll do one of two things. You'll either humble yourself and admit it and acknowledge the truth and repent. But if you don't want to do that, if you're too proud, or too scared, too stubborn, whatever it is, then something else the enemy will tempt you to do. You can ignore it or refuse it. You can harden yourself and resist it. Humble yourself and repent or harden yourself and resist. Now, this is happening every day of the world, all over the planet with everybody, every adult that knows right from wrong. Uh, you, you come to a place where you see something. You need to change. You need to admit you, you made a mistake. Repent or resist. Uh, humble yourself or harden yourself. It's a choice. You and I have made one way or the other. Well, the problem with hardening yourself is you don't get help. And if you persist in hardening yourself, you'll eventually be destroyed. That's what the scripture says. You won't get mercy. You won't be redeemed. You won't be saved. You'll be judged. You'll be destroyed if you won't judge yourself. People look at repentance sometimes as a negative thing. And, and people say, oh, are you, are you saying I need to repent for somehow? Are you saying you don't need to for anything? You've already arrived at Christ-like perfection? No, uh, we've made mistakes. And when you do, oh, it matters which way you go. What is he exhorting? What is he uh, warning and, and commanding us? Don't go the wrong way. Don't harden your heart. Don't stiffen your neck. Don't, you know, uh, brace yourself and go, well, I, I, I hadn't done anything wrong. You can't make me. And there's nothing wrong with what I've done. And, and what I, that's what he's saying. Don't do it. Don't do it. Why? Because if you persist in that, you put yourself in a place where God can't help you. Where nobody can help you. Where you forfeit grace. You forfeit mercy. How many would think we need help every day of our lives? Is that right? How many would think I need help? I need grace. I need mercy. I need the Lord's help. The only way you get it is by being honest. And by humbling yourself. And when you make a mistake, you admit it. And you're willing to repent. You're willing to change. And if you'll just do that and give God something to work with and be honest about it, oh, he will help you. I said he will help you. He will help you so much. He'll help you wake up in the morning and go to bed at night. He'll he'll help you put your clothes on and get to work. He'll help you in the little things and the big things unless you get a hard head. Unless you get a hardening your heart and get attitude with him and start denying what you know is true. Can you see this class? He said, verse 8, harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, 
When your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, they do always err in their heart. He, he said they always go the wrong way. What? Hardening, resisting, denying. Instead of what? Admitting the truth, being honest, humble, repent. He said they always go the wrong way. They always err in their heart. They've not known my ways. His ways are right. His ways are justice. And, oh, thank God for this, His ways are mercy. Oh, hallelujah. Not just justice, but mercy. Mercy. But who gets the mercy? Who gets the grace? Everybody? No. According to James, in fact, let's just turn there. You're, You're close by. James, the, uh, the fourth chapter, and verse 6, James 4, 6 says, But he, God, gives more grace. He's not stingy <laughs> with his grace and his help. He gives more grace, wherefore he says, God resists the proud and gives grace unto the humble. Do the, the proud get grace? No, they don't. No, they don't. Now, some people, they, they've made up these doctrines out of their own head that are contrary to the Word. Well, God helps everybody. No, He doesn't. That's just not true. This is, well, certainly it's true. What, where's that scripture at? God helps everybody. Where's it at? No, no. There are people who are absolutely living an ungodly life. They are, like Ephesians said, they are without God in the world, having no hope. That's what no God means. No God equals no hope. There's no hope for the future without God. But he made us with a free will. And so if you choose to harden yourself and be proud against him and deny your mistakes and deny what you need, you don't get help. You get resisted. You don't want to be resisted. Huh? Life is hard enough. (laughs) Right? With that. Just not only do you not get to help, but you get resisted. Why? Well, you're believing a lie and you're thinking something is owed to you that you could never buy and pay for, that you could never earn and deserve. Everything God has given us is undeserved. And yet you can still enjoy it if you'll receive it as a gift. Amen. Huh? Yes. Come on, somebody said out loud, I don't deserve, I don't deserve. Salvation, salvation, mercy, mercy. Grace, grace, help, But it's given to me me anyway anyway, as a free gift, gift, and I gladly receive it. I I don't deserve it, it, but I enjoy it. it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But see, just talking like that is humility. Talking like that, pride doesn't talk that way. Pride talks about what I deserve, what I should have. What belongs to me, what's owed to me, what I have a right to. But in the things of God, none of it do you deserve. It's all 
by grace, and it's received through faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Which is why we have uh, faith school every day so we can learn how to receive all the grace. How many want all the help? You want all the help, all the grace, all of it every day of your life. Well, it, it's not up to God how much we enjoy it's, it's up to us receiving. He said, He gives more grace, James 4, 6. Wherefore, He saith, God resists the proud. So proud is not what you want to be. He gives grace to the humble. Humble is what you want to be. Pray this prayer out loud if you mean it. Say, Father God, Father God reveal, to me reveal to me what pride is, what, pride is, what being proud is. What being and I will reject it. I will refuse it. I don't want to be that way. Reveal to me what humility is. What godly humility is. And I will receive it. I will pursue it. I want to grow in that. I want to be like the master. I want to please you. I ask for it. In Jesus' name. Praise God. The Lord is gracious. If you meant that prayer, He will immediately, I mean, before the class is over, He'll be showing you things. He'll be, he'll be helping you. What's the good part of that? Because you get rid of the thing that's been holding you back and hindering you and blocking your help, and you open the door and, and yield to the Lord and receive the help that you need. With enough grace, you can get through anything. Do you believe that? Yes. Or I'd say it another way. With enough of God's help, with enough of God's strength, with enough of the help of His Spirit, with enough of Him revealing His wisdom and understanding and answers to you and giving you favor and strength and prospering your way, all that's wrapped up in that big word called grace. With enough of His grace, you can overcome anything, Amen. any habit, any bondage, any sin, any addiction, with enough help from Him, you can overcome anything. With enough help from Him, you can receive anything. No miracle is too big with enough help from Him. Hallelujah. 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 And who gets the help? Class, who gets the help? Not the proud. Not the ones who harden their heart. Stiffen their neck. Not the ones who refuse and resist. They don't get the help. They get resisted. But the humble get the help. They get the grace. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. Can you see all that goes together? Humble, proud, uh, grace, resisted, and uh, he talked about resisting the devil, but drawing near to God. Two of the most important things you can learn in life is what to resist and what to receive. Amen. Right? Yeah. Many people are resisting God, the wrong things, and receiving things from the enemy because they don't realize what's going on. But when you know what to resist, what do you resist? You resist the enemy. 
and all of his things, and he'll flee from you. So that means he can't just hang around and cause you problems. He has to leave. And then you draw near to God, and it won't be one-sided. What did the rest of the verse say? He will draw near to you. He will respond to you. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In 1 Peter, he talks about this as well. If you want to go over there and look. 1 Peter 5, 1 Peter 5, uh, verse 5, he says, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Well, that's true on multiple levels, but the, the biggest level is God is the elder, <laughs> right? We are so young compared to him. He's the ancient of days. He really does know it all. You've met some people who thought they did, but they don't. But he really does. The, and he, he says, submit yourself. All of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. You know, Jesus said in, in Matthew, he said, come learn of me. For I am meek and lowly of heart. And he said, you'll find rest to your soul. Pride is a put-on. And one of the most fatiguing things in the world is maintaining a front, a facade that's not real, that's not true. And Jesus is not that way. And when you walk with him and, and will act like him, you don't act that way. He said, be clothed with humility. That's honesty and that's submission to what's true and what's right. A humble person admits when they're wrong. A humble person admits when they don't know. Huh? A humble person admits when they're not there yet in a certain thing. A humble person will acknowledge that you're ahead of them in some area, or that you've done something beyond where they are. And see, all of that is just being honest. Can you see that? We're still talking about who, who gets the help. He said, be clothed with humility. And he said, for God resists the proud. See, he says it again, very same phrase that you saw in James. Uh, Peter said it, the Spirit of God through Peter. God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Verse 6, humble yourselves therefore. Why? So you can get the grace. So you don't get resisted. So you can get the help. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Say what? God wants to exalt me? Yeah. Exalt means to lift up. To lift up. God is not interested in putting you down. He, he's not opposed to you and I being promoted, being lifted up. He's opposed to us trying to do it for ourselves, to ourselves. He wants to do it His way his time, because he knows what and when you can handle it and when you can't. 
when, you, when you're going to get the big head and when you've learned and when you've grown. He wants to bless you. He wants to raise us up higher. He wants to give us more. He wants us to be more successful and to have more ability and, and more resources. But with so many, you give them just a little bit and whoo, now they can't associate with regular folks. You know, they, uh, you're laughing, but uh, there's a lot of people. It's just true. If they got a bunch of money this week, they wouldn't be in church Sunday. They'd be gone doing something, just playing and forgetting God. And, and, and it's not that God doesn't want us to have things. It's just so many times people, they're not, they, they don't know how to handle it. And the Lord, he's not going to give you something that's going to take you away from him. That would hurt you. That wouldn't be good for you. But as much as you are able and as much as you pass tests in handling things and being honest and being a good steward and being faithful in doing what he tells us to do, he wants to give you more. In fact, he wants to load you up. Amen. He wants to make you a channel. He wants to make you a distribution depot. I'm telling you, of good things. He does. That includes revelation, light, life, strength, favor, money, things, favor, ability. Why? God wants something done in this earth. He wants the gospel preached all around the planet. He wants the church built. He wants people reached by the millions. Do you believe it, class? Yes. Well, who's he going to use? He needs somebody to use. Would you volunteer? Huh? I'm looking in the camera. Would you volunteer too? These guys are volunteering. Don't let them get all your, all your blessing. You too? Somebody lift up a hand and say, Lord, I volunteer to be a blessing distribution depot. Use me. I want to develop and qualify so that I can handle more without being haughty, without thinking too highly of myself, without forgetting you and leaving you. That would be a fool thing to do. I acknowledge I am completely dependent on you. Without you, I don't know anything. I don't have anything. I can't do anything. But thank God, I'm not without you. I have you. I am in you. You are in me. I have everything you have given me. And I can do anything as you help me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For using me. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody say, praise God. He said that, uh, that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Wherefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt, promote, lift you up in due time.
His way and His will. Thank you, Lord. Well, our time's up for today, but as you can see, we just read our text real good. You need to come back tomorrow and let's go further. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.